Welcome to a very special edition of High and Tight on Game Time CT. We are coming to you live from Eli's in Orange. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, I want to introduce Pete. Pete set this all up. How you doing, buddy? Oh, not me. I mean, thank you. But uh, shout out to Tom Hanley from yeah. Eli's in Orange. He, he reached out and wanted to get this done. So I just made the phone calls to the coaches. And uh, we are joined by three coaches. One of them dropped out, but we are joined by Chris Borelli <laughs> of Hamden, uh, Travis LaPointe of Hand, and Mike Lucier of Cheshire. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And congratulations to Chris Borelli. He has become the first reoccurring guest for High and Tight. Thank you. Yay. There it is. And we will say that uh, uh, the coach from Amity uh, didn't show up. Yeah, Sal texted me. He said, uh, you know, with the we were this date was picked like three weeks ago because yeah. all teams were off tonight, so it was going to be easy. And then, of course, like everything this spring, the weather got in the way and threw everything for a loop. So he texted me. He's like, I'm not going to be able to make it. They got a big game with Cheshire coming up. Um, they had a big game against Hand. Both coaches are here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we want to thank you guys for showing up because we know this time of year is crazy for yeah. you with, with everything that's going on. Uh, so we appreciate you guys coming in here. We, you guys all had games today, and uh, for you to come in, we really do appreciate that. Uh, listen, let's start with you since you've been here before. Um, this time of year, when you're looking at your kids coming from March to May, what's the thing that you're looking for, the biggest area of improvement that you want in, in your kids? from then to now yeah Scott that's a great question because I think over the last couple of years uh, we have not been playing our best baseball come come May um, I you know for, for whatever reason it is we uh, we just we struggle a little bit and, and and I made a concerted effort to try to change some of that this year with some of the way that we practiced and some of the things that we emphasized and Keeping focus for um, for the six for the full six weeks of the of the regular season, and um, it has not worked because uh, <laughs> we are limping into the playoffs right now. We've lost four in a row, um, and uh, I don't know where you know it's a combination of things I think that have that have led us to this point. But you know we're eight and eleven right now, and we got a game tomorrow against Notre Dame, and I'm hoping and we get a W and. We could take a little momentum into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking before the show even started about, you know, I mean, we could look at Cheshire last year. I mean, you, they were 16-4, and 15-5, and five, and they and they won. Not surprising. But we talked about Weathersfield, who went 11-9 and nine in the regular season and ran the table. I mean, is it, is it, at this point, is it just, hey, let's just get in. You know, let's just get into the tournament. Let's get our ace going game one, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, you hate, you hate for that to be your goal, though. I yeah. think that that's... You know, I always thought that, uh, you know, my first couple of years in Hamden, we said, listen, let's let's qualify because we haven't in a while. Then we qualified for a lot of years in a row. And I said, you know what, if that's going to be our goal, then you know, we got to try to set the bar a little bit higher. So that's what we've always tried to do. Um, you know, but all that being said, regardless of our recent struggles, I still feel very confident in our abilities. You know, we've played these guys a couple of times, you know, twice, we played hand twice, we played Cheshire twice. Uh, Both of those were close two, games, extra inning games. You know, and they're, and, and they're quality ball clubs. And, uh, and, and if our guys can do that, and I feel confident that that's something that 
we can put it together and make a little bit of a run in the tournament, but um, clearly something will have to be done a little bit different next year to try to avoid something like this in the end. And then obviously on the other side we have, you know, you guys are at the top of L, you guys are at the top of double L. What's, what is your guys' outlook now as we head to the postseason? You guys both have the SECs on the horizon as well and then state tournament. So how do you guys keep the guys focused where it's like, hey, we've won 17 games in a row. What do we have to do any different? But at the same time, you still want to get better, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take this one. Over. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, basically, our, our philosophy that um, we've been going from game one this year was um, to win the week and to go game by game. Um, we looked at our opponents that we had for that week. We tried to set up our pitching for that week. Um, but we never looked past the game that we were in. And I think that's what has enabled us to go 17 straight. Um, we've been ahead a lot of the games, but we've also um, have been behind. And we've gone back and forth. Hamden, I mean, one run, both games. Hand, we, it came down to one play. That was wild, yeah. Um, if you're there, I mean, they, they, we, we still might be playing. <laughs> Who knows? Because that, that could have been a tie game. It um, would have rained in like an, it, another hour. It probably would have <laughs> rained. But what we've done is um, gone game to game. Game to game, win the week, and that's been our philosophy. What about you guys over in, in Madison? Yeah, um, we try to focus on the positives in the games that we play really well. But we also try to take like value out of our losses so like we got beat up pretty good by North Haven a couple times and Amity a couple times and, and Cheshire also beat us and just trying to figure out why and then see if we can make some corrections I mean I think like as you're heading into a postseason you want to identify the areas where you can get better and if you face a certain matchup like what are the problems that might come up so you can try to protect against those um, so that when we lose a game, we try to just figure out, well, why did we lose the game? And let's get to work and try to clean a couple things up and see if we can just improve on those the next game. And those become our, pra our focus for our practices. Um, you know, so we keep it positive even around the losses. Mike, how much did the, having guys that went through that run last year help coming into this year and help when you're in a stretch like this where you're winning a lot of games? Uh, for me personally, yeah. uh, it being my first year, yeah. it has helped out a lot. Yeah. Um, knowing the players, knowing the kids, getting eight out of the nine starters back. We did lose a couple of our pitchers, but we got a couple of pitchers. Um, knowing, knowing the players, yeah. um, knowing what they can do. Um, beginning of the year, we said, okay, this is what you need to do yeah. in order for us to be successful. Um, it's helped. Yeah. If I uh, didn't have the players that I had this year, it might be a little bit more rougher than I thought it would be. Did Mike, you think? Guys, but I, did you think? Yeah, you, Chris. Your you guys, your guys walk with a swag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's you know from the coach. You know, That's and the coach. <laughs> <laughs> you see me walk. I yeah, walk with listen, a swag. Listen, I know you walk that way around North Haven Middle School. I've seen it. Um, but there's a there's a lot to be said about confidence. And that's what it comes down to. And you got you want to make sure that your guys come tournament time are confident in their abilities, and, con and that that they're going to walk on the field and they can beat anybody. And you know you guys have that, and th that's what success breeds. 
Yeah. And when you have it, and you got guys coming back that have experienced that, right. they feel like they're invincible. And right. you know, really, that's what it's about. When you have a younger group that has not experienced that kind of success, they question themselves. Yeah. Right. And that's where you you don't necessarily want to be in that spot. Right. Now, did you think that being a head coach of a high school baseball team would be as easy as you've made it seem so far? Uh, <laughs> great question. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I had a lot of experience with uh, former coach Bill Maroka. Um, we were together for 20 years. So, you know, I learned a lot from him, and I relied on him. He relied on me and, and our coaching staff with the other coaches. And, um, you know, I know he had his own philosophy, and I figured I'd try to come in with my with my philosophy. And I'll be honest, I, there's some things that have been working, some things that aren't working. Um, I try to reflect on my assistant coach and say, hey, this is what I want to do. What do you think? And kind of did that with Bill. And the bottom bottom line is, the you know, it goes on my record now, whereas some decisions I wanted to make in the past, <laughs> Billy would look at me and be like, are you crazy? <laughs> Why would I do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's not going on my record. And now I do You'll the same thing with my guys. Yeah, you don't like, have to answer crazy? questions from the press after. <laughs> right. And it, it, this whole thing is all new to me. How, how have you liked it so far? Though? Have some of the coaches, you know, maybe not Chris or Travis, but so you don't have to be, like, super nice to them because they're here. No. But then, you know, like, coaches, like, reached out and you kind of been able to lean on to kind of get acclimated. Because, look, the SEC is, it's uh, the, what do we call it? The, the best conference? Best it conference. is the best conference. Look, I'll be honest with you. What do we call it uh, No, we call it. Um, it's a meat grinder. The meat grinder. That's, no. it. That's what oh, we yeah, call we it. We beat each other up. We constantly do. Yeah. No, I, I've known these coaches. Um they may not have known me because normally the head coaches go to the plate and you just say, good game or... I noticed your swagger, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See, Mike and I go way back to cornhole tournaments, too. We got, yeah, Ooh. we've been to a couple of those yeah. together. So Playing together or against no, each playing other? Playing against, against each other. Who, who is better? He's definitely a better cornhole player than I am. <laughs> it's the swag. It's the swag. Yeah, it is the it swag. Is. <laughs> definitely the swag. I'm beat before I even get up. <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about the SEC, the meat grinder. I mean, you can go, you know, I saw you, Chris, I saw you guys against East Catholic. East Catholic's a team that's getting votes in the, uh, in the, in the poll. And after I saw you guys, the way that you guys beat them, I, the way I vote now, I mean, you can ask Scott, he compiles it. I don't have a CCC team in my top nine because of just every, every day you guys are playing – a very good opponent, and you're seeing the best player of every... You're seeing the best pitcher, one of the best pitchers throughout everywhere. So how do you guys prepare for that day in and day out where you can't look at your schedule and you say, you know, maybe I could throw a freshman this game and maybe we'll try and sneak away with the bullpen game? Who wants it? You want to take that? Travis can yeah, take that I mean, you... You just you just prepare as best you can and you, and you try to play your, your best game just knowing that every... I mean... We all understand that the schedule that we play is only going to help us later in the year. Um, you want to schedule the best opponents that you possibly can. Um, and that gets you game ready. It gets you ready for the postseason. And, you know, it's, it's not easy, though. Um, and baseball's a tough game like that anyway. I mean, baseball's the one sport where truly, like, you know, any any team can win on any given day, which also, by the way, makes the postseason really, really difficult. Um, 
but we lo we love the tough schedule. I would not want to have it any other way. Um, that, that's how you get players ready to play at the next level, too. Are you willing to sacrifice a, where you're going to have to be a lower seed and maybe home games in the second round or third round of the tournament uh, to be more prepared, too? Because you play a tough yeah. out-of-conference schedule, too. Yeah. Both of you guys do. Yeah, I mean, even that's why those road trips that we take, we to, know like, that. Like Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> all of those road trips, you know at some point you're going to end up. If you want to achieve something really special, you're going to end up on a bus going somewhere, whether it's somebody else's field or a neutral site. So those road trips, it's nice to be at home, but those road trips and understanding how to get ready are probably more important than even the home games are. Um, so, no, it doesn't matter to us if we're on the road or at home, honestly. i got to be honest with you, this year I needed to pick up three games. And I, I said to my AD, I said, you know, I need three games. Uh, can you pick one up? And all of a sudden he's like, hey, I picked one up for you. I got hand. <laughs> and, and I said, I go. Gee, thanks. I go, I go, awesome. I go, they're good. I go, they're coming here, right? And he's like, no, you're going there. I'm like, are you kidding he me? Really, he really stuck up for you guys. Yeah, I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> probably called Craig. He's like, oh, we need a game. And Craig's probably like, yeah, you guys can come here on this date. Perfect. Okay, we're good. All right, great. And I'm like, can you make it a Friday? Nah, it's a Monday or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was, a, yeah, it was like a Tuesday. Yeah. And it was like right after well, like a big rainstorm. Rain. Yeah. It's because of rain. God. You know, speaking of the rain, you guys play on turf, which, I mean, benefits you guys so much. You know, we talked about it the last time that you were on. But how do you get – how do you just stay prepared, stay warm, <laughs> stay ready to go when, you know, you you can go to – like, I, you know, I wake up and I'm like, all right, no one's going to play today. But how do you keep the kids motivated to just continue to go out and fight and, and practice hard and, and just compete every day? You want me to go? Well, go ahead. All right, so that's so that's a little tough. Um, but I got to say, the turf has really helped us. <laughs> I mean, it is nice because unless it's pouring, we're outside. Yeah. Um, so practices stay normal. Even if we might lose a game that day because we're on the road someplace, we still get outside and we'll practice. Indoor practices... Eh, Nobody likes They're boring. They're, well, Anybody can look good fielding a ground ball so, on, on so, hardwood. So there's only a couple. You know, if you have to do one every so often or, you know, maybe two. But if you get three or four in a row because you're really because you're catching a, a bad run of weather, it's rough. Um, we, we have access to our gym. We uh, hit up the Diamond Zone in North Haven sometimes. Um, just to change things up. If I just want to do straight hitting at practice, we'll get some time at the Diamond Zone, and I'll bring all my guys in. We'll get the entire facility, and we'll take 200 swings. Um, if we want to get more things done, then we'll make sure that we get into Hamden High School. we got to mix it up. You know, we play a – we yesterday, we actually did it yesterday. We do a stupid little T light flight game with no gloves. It's almost like automatic wiffle ball like you used to play when you were a kid. And we usually close practice with that. It's competitive. There's always something on the line. Um, it, it, it keeps them involved. It, it, they look forward to it. They enjoy it. Uh, you gotta, you gotta mix it up and little things like that. To just try to keep them interested. Got to touch on that at all, or? Yeah, I mean, I think um, like the rain. The rain is one of the biggest challenges that we deal with, and. Like our players at, at this point in the season, they just want to play. We want to, they want to play games as much as possible. But just taking every little challenge throughout the season, like to help you in some way, is really, really important. Like we talked about it with like the long road trips or the rainy day practices. Like, can you make the most of it? 
and at the end of it feel like you got better um, as a teammate or with your skill set or whatever. And if you can answer the yes to that, then you're probably going to be better as a team moving forward. So our, our guys have handled that stuff really well. And I got to say, our, our guys have handled it very well, too. I, we really can't do too much in uh, the gym that we're in. We're in a smaller gym. We used to have which a big, gym at Cheshire? You guys we're in the like East seven. Gym, which is the girls' <laughs> gym. Oh, the girls' volleyball gym. Yeah, it's really small. So yeah, I know the one. other gym's <laughs> a little bit bigger, yeah. and that's where the uh, batting cage is. So basically, we we just have to hit, and our pitchers can throw their, you know, on, on the throwing days, and they get we, a little cornhole tournament going. Cornhole <laughs> tournament, yeah, yeah. That's Definitely. why you're so good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just rainy day cornhole. Yeah, I'm in. So Pete's a Long Island guy. He does not understand the conference play at all. Like he wants everything to go right to states. How much emphasis do you guys put on winning your Just conference? Just for the record, and I'll say this for Long Island: there was only a handful of for New York. There's only a handful of sports that do state tournaments, right? Because the state's so big. One of them was hockey, which I which I played. So we had to win our conference. We had to, which was a three game championship series. Shout out, Bayman. We not so we had to win our conference. Then we had to win our county. Then yeah. we had to win our district. Then we had to win our region to go up to Buffalo to get our butts kicked. Right. We didn't have to win eight games. Anyway. So uh, I'm just saying. Well, I'm going to say I'm a Long Island boy, too. So. Where are you from? Uh, Holbrook, Sayville. Oh, okay. I went to school so, out in West Islip. So St. I John's. Oh, yeah, I would have been, been Sachem. Oh, okay. Sachem. Yeah, they used to beat us in hockey, too. But the kids really, <laughs> the kids seem to love the conference tournaments, and then they, they seem to get into them. So how much emphasis do you put on those as opposed to states, you know? So we've actually changed our timing in our conference tournaments in the last couple of years to 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 make them more competitive. Um, taking the actually the FCAC model because yeah. we used to stretch our conference tournament out in the SEC to where the the championship game would be the Saturday or the Sunday right before state tournament started, yeah. and nobody was going to throw one of their better yeah. arms. So it would be like a 15-10 game or 17-12, right. and it really wasn't. I mean, yeah, it was who had the best offense that day. Yeah. So we've, um, as as coaches over the last couple of years, we said, hey, you know what? Let's just get it done by Thursday. That way um, we could set up our pitcher for the state tournament and make it a real competitive SEC tournament to where we're going to throw our best arms in the championship game. And then last year in the SEC tournament, you guys, Cheshire bowed out early, which seemed to help you guys because you guys went and won the state yeah, championship. I think we did it on purpose. I, honestly, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> no, we didn't. Trust me, we didn't. And then you guys had to play a doubleheader. You won the semifinals on a walk-off home run, and then you guys had to drive, what, 45 minutes to West Haven to play Fairfield Prep, who didn't yeah. play that day. Yeah. And you guys lost 2-1. to one. Yeah, and that was that was one of my favorite days ever living really? on this earth. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, like, the emotions, like – just spending that day with the with that team, you know, and Daniel Hand has a baseball program. We, you know, we haven't done a lot of winning. We don't really we don't have any titles to our name yet. So there were so many really important steps taken that day of like learning how to win. And Julian Banerjee, he he won't let me live it down if I don't if I don't give him a shout out. <laughs> He's the one that hit the home run. He's one of our senior captains, just an incredible kid. And um. He hit that home run, and it was like one of the most special moments for me personally, um, including in that game, like one of the side stories is my mom had passed earlier that year, and at some point in that game, he was over at third base when it was tie, and he looks at me and he says, we're going to win this game for your mom, 
and then he gets up and hits a game-winning home run in center field. And it was incredible. And although we lost to Fairfield Prep 2-1, to one, they played an incredible game, but I thought we played as tough a game as we could have possibly imagined. And then it's like you're looking for some kind of connection from that to the state tournament, and I'm sorry, but there really is none because we faced a kid from New Fairfield that beat us in the second round that Jake, I believe it was Jake Smith, who's still pitching as a senior, and he, I, I read about him doing the same things to other teams. <laughs> 78 pitches, didn't strike maybe anybody out, but we flew the ball out and flew the ball out, and all of that great work we had done didn't really pay off for us in the state tournament. And then as coaches, like, I don't sleep for three nights wondering why, and I don't know that there's an answer. I it's, mean, I really don't. I, it's baseball. It's, it's baseball. It's baseball. That's exactly yep. it. It's like, baseball. That's where, like, baseball is different than football or basketball, yep. and it's like sometimes those days happen, and if you're going to be a baseball coach and, like, ever get some sleep, like, you better just understand that. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I hate to give credit to the guy who decided not to show up tonight, <laughs> but that's what makes what they have done so remarkable. Right. To win four straight titles? Five. Go to five in a row. And five in a row they won? Well, they, they went to five. five. Oh, they went, they went to, to five. Right. They yeah. won four, went to five. To go, to, you know, one bad hop, one hot pitcher, yep. something. To, so, in yeah. that, it, it blows my mind. Welcome to the first trivia question for the high and tight Game Time CT hat giveaway. Remember, to be entered to win a Game Time CT hat, you must answer this question and the second trivia question later in the show correct to have your name put in for a drawing to win a Game Time CT hat. Now, the only way to get to send the answers in is to send them to Scott or I through Twitter, by tweeting at us, DMing at us, or sending us emails. Everything will be in the Game Time CT post. Remember, you got to listen and get both trivia questions correct. Here is the first question. When was the last time the SCC didn't have a team in any of the four CIAC baseball championships? So at what year was there not an SCC team in any of the four finals for the state championship for baseball? We'll see you soon for the second question. How would you guys feel, and we've talked about it before on this show, about going to maybe cutting the teams that make it and going to a double elimination bracket? Yeah, we were actually so um, – my assistant coaches and us, we, we were talking about – I have some great assistant coaches. i got to shout these guys out. Oh, of course. Like, I, yeah, you're yeah, 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 like Nick Marullo and Kyle Hines yeah. and Justin Kayser and Bill Donay. Like, those guys are incredible to me, by the way. And um, <laughs> we were talking about that. Like, we would love to see it. You're going to get a, a more, I think um, – a true champion in a double elimination like it's fun the baseball the state tournament's fun but it's hard to say that you get the the true winner yeah it's dangerous like going to the, like the college world series style format yeah. would honestly give you the, the truest winner but then do you look at it like and we'll bring up chris because you guys are right here you guys have eight wins right now but you guys are better than some teams from other conferences that maybe only play their conference schedule. So they're going to get in with 15. Look, I'm not knocking HK. They had an unbelievable season last year. They went undefeated, but they lost in the first round. Right. Are they better than the bottom of the SEC? We'll never know. But at that point, do you look, if you cut the teams? I, do, I the think HK tournament? is. I would say HK yeah. is. Yeah. Just, just to give that. I, I do believe they would compete Oh, I love really them. Well. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I'm a big yeah, Shoreline yeah. guy. Yeah. I, I, I I, in the M&S tournaments, give me Shoreline and NVL teams. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No, uh, no Catholics. But 
<laughs> you know, do, so if you cut it and you go to an elimination or a college World Series style, now you're leaving better teams out than that are making it. Yeah, I, I would say the other, my other suggestion would be there's other sports such as football that weight your wins. Yeah. And baseball currently, so no offense, you're, you're talking about like HK. I want to talk about the, the tech schools. Yeah. There's tech schools. We're in class L. There's tech schools all throughout that, quite honestly, don't deserve the seeds that they get. Yeah. And it messes up the seeding. It happened right. in and every single I don't understand sport. why they don't do something about that. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Coach Borelli who just got uh, that looks like Philly steak egg rolls. Uh, is that what's going on here? Yeah, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what those are. And place. those are for Scott Erickson he because he has never them. had one before. <laughs> I think we need a live tasting. I slid them under my nose. Right? I think we need a live tasting. A live tasting? I, I, I know how to tasting. take care of the guys that take care of me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to taste this. But I can't take all the credit because Tommy Hanley's the one that threw them on the table. <laughs> oh, my God. Into the mic, Scott. Speaking to the so mic. So good. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, you can't beat them. No, they you are gotta the best. dip it. You guys gotta try one. Of these. You know, you pair <laughs> that up with a dipping sauce. You pair that up with a signature salad, and you're all set. Oh, there it is. That's the perfect <laughs> meal right there. So now, as we we head, we make our way. I'm gonna keep eating this way. Yeah, no, pop, you're yeah. good. Yeah. So you guys make your way to the end of the season. You know, as you guys have the SECs, you don't. So how do you guys? How are you guys preparing now for the for the last week and you know, hey, look, we're not in the SECs, but we're going to be fully rested. Sure. Uh, well, in three years since we haven't played in this tournament, so it's uh, I tried to kind of reach back to figure out some of the things that we did. We'll take a couple of days off. Um, there's no doubt about that. And then what we'll do is I'll schedule some scrimmages um, that week against some teams that some SEC teams that didn't qualify, just to kind of keep us in routine. I mean, we'll get our workouts in, but there's nothing that will prepare us more than game-like at-bats against another team. You know, you could do your inter-squad scrimmages. They're just not the same. And there's, en- there's enough teams around that I could pull in, and, you know, we can get after it for a little while. We'll let our pitchers throw live pens, um, and we'll just make sure that we're ready to go come, come tournament time. And, and, you know, at this point, I don't know where we're going to be. If we don't win tomorrow, there's a chance we'll be in a play-in game uh, because there's, there's a lot of teams fighting for that yeah. for that last spot to get into the tournament. When you guys get into state, you guys know you're going to face a good pitcher that first round. Are you thinking about that in your conference tournament that you need to line someone up, one of your best guys? Because no matter who you play, you don't have to lower seed. They're going to have a, a number one, right? Well, the way the weather's been going right now, you could have it lined up, but, yeah, well... And honestly, I mean, the SEC tournament is so tough that our number one pitcher is, is going to pitch the first round. Right. And he'll be lined up for that first round of the state tournament anyway. So right. that actually, to me, that, that really isn't much. It's not like for me, at least for our team in the SEC tournament, we're holding somebody for the title game. Right. Because just to get there is, a, is an absolute grind. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you pretty much know the SEC tournament. The, your number three starter is probably going to pitch the finals, and then you'll be lined up pretty well for the state tournament. That first yeah, round of the great. SECs is pretty brutal pitcher matchup-wise, too, because you could get great, great <laughs> kids that you're going to Well, face. that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. So you yeah. got to get them lined up for the states. Yeah. States is more important. Yeah. States is more important. Okay, that's what we wanted to hear. That's, that's exactly <laughs> I'll what say I it. wanted to hear. Thank I'll you. say it. I have no problem saying it. I mean, it. you're the defending state champions. I mean, I know that you want to win the SECs, of course, but you guys both have b- bigger goals, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, you guys really want to win that SEC, too. I know. It's yeah, tough for you guys. I, I would say we're... <laughs> you take any for, trophy at this yeah, point. Yeah, we'll take, <laughs> take anything. I would say we're, we're, we're happy to, to take any, any trophy. It would be, would be cool. 
We'll take both. <laughs> there you go. Now he's being greedy. Now there he's being it is. Greedy. And, then, and then I'll dress up as Sal Capola for Halloween. <laughs> and not show up. He's a ghost. I'm going to I'm gonna have to cut that. I'm going to have to cut that SCC, how great it is, clip for Al. Al uh, Al's going to uh, love this. Oh, Al will love it. You know, speaking of the SEC, though, this year, again, we talk about the schedule, and we could, you know, continue to talk about how great it is because it really is. But who are some teams that – you know, maybe don't, you know, you look at their record and you're like, they're a lot better than, you know, than what they have. You know, that maybe that weren't us in the media really aren't talking about. Well, I, I think the, the team that's the hottest right now is Guilford. Like, yeah. and we play Guilford tomorrow. And and Coach Hayden is, and Brian's doing an incredible job with that group because they started off whatever it was. They were like one, one and six. Yeah. One and six, yeah. They've had a tough schedule, too. They, they have not had an easy schedule. I and think I would I would say that they're probably with Cheshire, they're the hottest team in the SEC right now. And we're going to get to see them tomorrow. And we might see them in the SEC. We might see them in the States, too. Yeah. And so. we, we battled them on Friday. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had the so. pleasure of seeing them today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you, uh, you know, they came to our field down on the turf, and they beat us 4-2. to two. Uh, They are playing good baseball right now. So so that's a team that had to replace a lot of kids, and especially pitchers. I mean, they had Noah Rubino last year. Yeah, so that, that takes time, right? Yeah. When, you, when you're, you're totally replacing kids in the high school sure. level, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Sure. That, that was an amazing end of the year last year when we could have had Brantford Guilford in the L finals and, and uh, Cheshire Prep for Zamity in uh, the double L finals. That would have been something. I just say Noah Rubino had one of the nastiest curveballs I've ever seen. He was like the biggest human being I think I'd ever met. Yeah, he's a big kid. (laughs) You know, that almost matches the year, Pete, that I think the SEC almost swept all four. I think it was, I don't remember what the year was, but career either got beat in the finals or the the semifinals of S. Or else the SEC, and and if that didn't happen, the SEC would have swept all four divisions. That would have been. That's a good trivia. That was a good trivia question. That would have been wild. I mean. It's just you just look at it every year and you just see SEC teams, SEC teams, SEC teams, even teams that again aren't highly ranked. And you know, Scott, I think you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask non-SEC that we were talking about before. Non-SEC, yeah. yeah. All we've been doing is talking about this is basically an Al Carbone promo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really about the state format and if like a college world series format would work with like pod play and pool play, yeah. or if it would just be a straight double elimination, like what do you think is the best system that you could put in? I think I got it, okay, Scott. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there for the CIAC, and I'm gonna throw this out there knowing that my team would not be part of this this year. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I think you take 16 teams. You take 16. You play a single elimination, get them down to eight. You play another single elimination, get them down to four, and then from the semifinals on, you play a best two out of three. And I think if you do that. You truly get a champion. Yeah. Um, you still run the risk of, you know, the, the first round upsets, but with 16 teams, I think that uh, I think that it's, it would be it would be super competitive. Um, you can never say that, hey, you know what? We got beat by that team that was eight and 12 that had that one pitcher that was seven and one that year. Right. Um, if you go down the 16, you're you're probably going to have to win 12 or 13 games to qualify, which means that you're going to have at least two kids that have, that have really contributed to that on the mound. Yeah. Um, and then when you get down to the final four, then you play the best two out of three, and you get after it. So no incentive for a, a team with a good record in the regular season to get, get a buy or anything like that, like like Legion does, where the, the top yeah. two seeds kind of go, go through. The other teams play single elimination to get to them. So that their pitching's lined up by the time they get there. That that's not a bad idea. Um, I actually have considered that also. 
But you know what? If you really want to be a true champion, there's no buys. You, you take 16 and you get after it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I just, I, you know, you look at it and, you know, I had a, a media member text me today. It's their first year covering uh, sports in Connecticut. And they're like, how many teams make the state tournament? And I'm like, well, there's two ways. If you win eight games, you're in. If less than 32 teams in your in your division win eight games, then it goes down by seven, and whoever, whatever random lottery number they got that year, they get in. Now we all saw what happened a couple of years ago with foreign, a seven and thirteen team. Were they seven and thirteen or six and fourteen? They were seven and thirteen, and they got in by drawing lots. Yep. Yeah, 32 teams didn't clinch, uh, didn't win eight games. They had the magic number, or whatever that got pulled. They go in, they run the table. Don't get me wrong. That's an amazing story, you know, from our side. We're like, wow, this is so great. And, you know, congrats to Coach Walker. And it was very emotional and it was great. And then you look at it and you go, did they deserve to be there? Because they didn't win the eight games that they have to, but the CIAC went to the 32-team minimum. I mean, we, we could talk for hours about this. <laughs> well, and I feel like... Yeah, well, I think that, like, I agree with, like, a lot of what Chris said. I think the um, American Legion system for the playoffs, I think, they, I think they do a really good job with it. And I do think it's important in high school athletics to get as many yeah. athletes and teams keep playing as you can and give them that opportunity. But I do think, like, you know, if you, if you do rank the teams and there's maybe 32 teams make it, but there's eight by the, the top eight have that by, and then the others are single elimination. And then when you get to the final eight, it's double elimination format or whatever. Um, but then you would need again, like you said, a weighted system. Yeah, I think because, a weighted. I think a weighted from system. The FCC, the SEC wouldn't yeah. wouldn't be those top. I think it would teams. be smart. I think it would be smart to do a weighted system like football does. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because those two conferences just beat sure. the yeah. heck out of each other Absolutely. all, all yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, just the way it is. Spent by the time you see each other. Yeah. 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 You know, and I don't know. My father says it all the time. You should have to win at least half your games to qualify. <laughs> he looks at the eight and twelve and says, eh. "You know," and I'm like, "Dad." <laughs> well, we're, we're 8 11 right now. <laughs> you know? Come on, man. You know? Back when I played, you had to win 10 games. Yeah. You had to win 10 games. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, but, you know, who are some of the guys in the SEC that, you know, maybe you guys have seen? Again, you know, we were talking about Wilbur Cross before and, you know, Andrew uh, Marrero. This kid's going to UConn. But you don't really hear much about him. He's not, you know, again, it's not all on social media, which I know. You are a big fan of social media, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, you don't really hear about it. But here's a kid who's going to UConn who's 5-1. and one. He's got – I just wrote a story about him. He's got something like 60 Ks and 38 innings. I mean, that's absurd. Who, who are some other guys in the SEC that, you know, maybe don't get the love or you guys have been really impressed? Like, hey, this kid might be a sophomore. He might be a freshman. He might be a junior. But this kid is going to be something special and we're going to have to watch da- uh, down the road. I, for me, it's – Amity has a sophomore. Um, I, I, I'm not great with names. I believe it's Julian Stevens. Yes. Oh, yeah, center fielder. And, yeah, he's a sophomore. He's special. Um, he has a great skill set. He has great hands at the plate. And um, he hit he hit the, the best ball against us. At, at, it was the first game of the year at Amity. He hit a home run against us, and it was the best swing I've seen maybe in my coaching career. And he just he, he had that kind of level. So I, Even better I, than Sweeney? Yeah, that one swing was, but Eddie Eddie was also yeah. Eddie, Eddie, was, Sweeney, Eddie was, Sweeney was a special kid. Eddie though. was Eddie was fun to watch. I remember I saw you guys la- uh, last year against Amity, 
and uh, I was going there to do a story on Eddie. And uh, first inning, Pat Winkle sees one pitch and hits it to like second base on the softball field. Were you guys happy when he left? <laughs> like when he graduated, was like, all right, we're done with Pat Winkle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Be? I mean, I love the kid. Yeah. Great kid, but, but we like watching him at UConn. Bye-bye. Now. <laughs> you gotta go, go, go terrorize somebody else. <laughs> so, just feeding off that, have you seen kids that recently, freshmen and sophomores, coming in more ready to play varsity baseball than, than it used to be in the past? You know, especially when we played. I never remember yeah. freshmen playing, and very rare to have a sophomore. Yeah. Oh yeah, play. Scott yeah. played for New Canaan like back in the day, right? You oh, were you were a true, catcher. Yeah, yeah I was a catcher. So, <laughs> so so there's no doubt. I've I had two freshmen start for me last year, Max Gross and Jake Paisano. Um, I think someone wrote a really good story about the two of them. Yeah, yeah, some guy named yeah. Pete. That was a great um, story. Yeah, we'll say he wrote a story. But <laughs> I definitely agree that players are coming in a little bit better prepared. I think a lot of it has to do with. You know the nature of their scheduling and their for their summer teams and who they're playing against. Um, but uh, before I go any further, I gotta I, I gotta go back to the previous question about kids that you know that we think are up yeah. and comers. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and although he plays for me and he's played every game, you know, just about every game since he's been for me. Jake Paisano, our sophomore shortstop, sometimes center fielder, is a hell of a baseball player, um, and he's he's definitely an up and comer. Um, and learning a lot about the game, learning a lot about a lot about how to be a leader, learning a lot about how to how to just be a better overall baseball player. And you know, he's a kid. He's a kid to keep an eye on the next couple of years in the conference. You know, you, uh, Scott brought up a good point, and, and and you backed it up. You know, about how these kids are more prepared and they play all this summer baseball now. Do you guys have any fear that some of these kids will just get burned out? I've seen it both ways, so I, I, I don't know. Um, I've, seen, I've seen some of my guys are great athletes in other sports. A lot of, I've, I've got some football players, and that helps us so much on, when it's time for baseball. And then I've got other guys that focus mainly on baseball, and honestly, they're in a pretty good place too. So I, I think it comes down to what the passion is for that player. And as long as they're following their passion and what they love, I think they're going to be okay. I'd have to agree with Travis on that one too, because we have we have some uh, basketball players and we have some football players on the team. Um, and if like like Travis said, it, the passion. I mean, if you want it bad enough, you will work at it. Um, you'll work through the winter. You'll do your winter workouts and work on the areas that you need to work on. And it's not a matter of March is coming around and we got tryouts, and I'm going to pick up my glove and bat and expect miracles when I haven't touched it since Christmas sure. yeah it's not gonna happen sure I got I got a kid I got a kid a sophomore also Anthony DePino and the kid's a stud I mean he's basically been inserted as our four hitter he's our third th- he's our third baseman the kid lives breathes and sleeps baseball and in no way do I think that that's ever gonna be a, a negative in his life and that's what he loves to do and for him personally, it's it's really paying off. He's he's a great ball player. Since yeah, you mean, guys, I'm uh, sorry, Pete, no, but, but since you guys are bringing up your sophomores, I got to bring up my sophomore, <laughs> who's the only new guy on the team, Ryan Shalaba at, at shortstop. Yeah, I mean, kid's almost hitting 500, and um, he's made I think two errors so far this year. So if you guys are gonna bring your sophomores, I'm gonna bring my sophomore to the my sophomores coming to the plate with you guys. You know, you guys last year, I mean you graduated Mike Ferret, Tyler Osborne, you know, Eddie Sweeney, Hartman, you had a bunch of guys as well. 
you guys, you know, I think what lost one or two guys from last year's championship team. I've said it on this podcast a million times last year, and I've said it in person. I fought for him to be the state MVP last year because I thought he was the most important player on any team last year, and that was Ben DeLabelle. How do you replace a player like that who, look, he's not going to sit there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, he's better than Pat Winkle or, or, you know, Will Lucas, who are two of the best players that I think I've ever seen play high school baseball, and Eddie Sweeney as well, and the way Tyler Osborne played at the end of last year. But I just I just thought that a guy like Ben DeLabelle was so important, whether it was pitching, whether it was playing first base, third base, played a little shortstop, great kid, always did the right thing, you know, big moment guy. How do you replace a guy like that uh, athletically, you know, skill-wise, and, and dug and, you know, in the locker room-wise? Great question. That's, yeah, um, I get paid the big bucks. You, that, I mean, <laughs> we you're getting paid big bucks. If you look at <laughs> if you if if you look at our lineup from one to nine, I I got to be honest with you. If if I'm an opponent, I want to pitch around three to get the four. I want to pitch around six to get the seven. You gotta the way it's lined up. I mean, you don't just have one person. These guys are you got nine people this year. And yes, uh, Ben did step it up during the big games, and he was the leader. But I got to tell you right now, I got three captains: um, Matt Downing, uh, Matt Costello, uh, Ryan Strollo. Fairfield, right? I mean, going to Fairfield, yep. Northeastern. So these guys here, they have brought the team together. Did they learn um, from Ben? I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure they did. Tough. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, yeah. And they've been all friends, and and. I'm sure they learned certain things, what it takes to be a captain and go from there. And, you know, Ben's now in the service. Right, he's kind of a natural so leader. I mean, He's a natural leader. Yeah. Um, but the, but them all together, they, they gel very well together. They, they got a great chemistry. And like I was telling you before, I mean, they're always competing against each other. So they're always doing something. And it could be something stupid in the locker room <laughs> or during BP where they got to stand in a circle, and if the ball's hit to them, they get a point. If they move out of the circle, they lose a point. Just always being competitive. <laughs> Do you find so, that kids that play together in the summer are more united when they're in the spring, or does it not matter as much in baseball as it does in other sports? That if no, Chester I, kids all play Legion together, as opposed to some schools where the kids go 8 million different directions in the summer, does it, does it matter? I think, I think it helps. I don't know about you guys. I think it helps because now you know your tendencies. It's yeah. no different than a hockey player. If you're on one line, you know where the guy is going to be especially in the middle infield or, you know, you know where the pitch is going to throw it. You know what the, the Tennessee re-catch is going to be. It's going to try to pick somebody off at second or first. So you, you kind of know. Yeah. We are back with the second trivia question. Remember, you must answer both trivia questions right and send the answers to myself or Scott either through Twitter or the emails that are in the Game Time CT post for this podcast. Here's the second question. What SEC team or teams have won the most CIAC state baseball championships? Plus, how many titles has that team or teams won? Remember, you have to answer both questions correctly to have your name put in a drawing to win a Game Time CT hat. Good luck. Now, I have a quick question. Um, So where I grew up on Long Island, I played in the Catholic school league. I was a Catholic school kid. Uh, we did not play against public schools. That's not the question I'm going to ask because, we, again, we could go on that for hours. We went to Wood in 2006, which made me valuable because I was really good at bunting because I couldn't hit a lick. <laughs> but what would, how, how do you guys kind of feel about the metal versus Wood kind of debate and 
do you, how drastic do you think it would change the game if we did go to wood bats eventually? Well, since they, since they made the change with like the BB core bats, I like our game. I, I really do. I, I think that I've seen a lot. Most of our games this year that I've been a part of have come down to pitching and defense, and that's we don't we don't have pitchers that are dominant. We don't strike out a lot of guys. So our, the ball's constantly in play, and I have not seen any balls where I'm. It's, it, the ball's constantly in play. It's it's hard hit, but it's playable, and it's it's not like the College World Series used to be, where like everything was a home run. So I think those adjustments with the bats are good. Um, wood bat baseball is kind of a different breed. I, I don't know if a lot of our hitters are necessarily ready for wood. Um, I wouldn't really be opposed to it though. What do you guys think about bunting? I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I go to some games sometimes, and do you guys practice bunting a lot, or is it something, again, with the bats where, you know, you have a just a good enough single, uh, you have a just a good enough chance to get a base hit on, like, a little, like, fister because it's aluminum than you do moving a guy over with a bunt? Because, you know, there are some teams that I see, and I see guys uh, line up to bunt, and it looks like they, they, they've never done that before. We bunt every practice. Wait, can you say it? We, we bunt every practice. Say it louder for the people in the back, every baby. <laughs> every time we have BP, we bunt. Yeah. Because I don't – you never know when you're going to be called, no pun intended, to the plate, and you're going to have to bunt. So you got to know how to bunt. Uh, if you're in a tight situation like we had some of the games, you got first and second, you got no outs. You know, we know the teams that are going to bunt on us. Someone's North not Haven. here today. <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, yeah. we don't want to name any teams, but – you know, I think North they, Haven. We might know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a different animal right there. You North know, Haven and Danbury can have a bunting. Uh, and I'll bunting I'll even say against against Mike last uh, two weeks ago, we had a guy on. Uh, we bunted him. We had a guy on second. We lead off double. I didn't know whether or not we were going to score him, so I said, "Listen, we're going to move this guy to third base to try to get a better chance of scoring yeah. him from third with less than two outs." We bunt him. Pitcher comes off the mound. Doesn't necessarily make the play. It's a good bunt. Now we got first and third. I bunt again because I'm thinking to myself, safety squeeze, first and third is the best play in baseball. He bunted down the first baseline. I know I'm giving away all my secrets right now. I already saw it live. <laughs> bunted down the first baseline. This pitcher comes off the mound, tries to make a play at home plate, doesn't get it. So now we got first and second again. No one out. With a run scored, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, we're in business. Did you bunt so, again? As far as I'm concerned, no, you know what? I didn't bunt again at that point because uh, I was trying to gamble with some of my guys that I felt like were swinging the bats yeah. well. But as far as bunting is concerned, it's a huge part of our offense. No. Meanwhile, you didn't want to know what I was going in my mind, going, <laughs> is he going to do it again? <laughs> Listen, there were a couple of years ago, I think we bunted four consecutive times against Joe Barlow. Uh, they came out and took the pitcher out of the game. <laughs> I have never seen a pitcher removed because he couldn't feel the bunt. It wasn't that he wasn't throwing strikes. He could not feel the bunt, and they took him out. The old PFP. I, you know, PFP. I think to myself, that is, that's amazing. How often are you going to see that in baseball? The poor kid got removed from the game because he couldn't feel the bunt. Yeah, ball hasn't traveled 10 feet, and he's out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. And he was throwing it over the plate. He was doing his job. Not well oh, enough, at least, at least half of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, along those lines of bunting, obviously baseball at the professional level is dominated by analytics now. Does any of that seep in at all into the high school level, or is it still pretty much doing things the way you've always done it? Well, yeah. I mean, for I know for us, we talk about 
when we think about possibly sacrifice bunting, we also think about do we have a chance to steal the base? And if we believe that was zero or by the time there's even one out, we have a chance to steal the base. I prefer not to bunt unless it's against a dominant pitcher with a really quick delivery, a catcher with a really quick pop time. Because you don't so want to get the stuff. out of. You don't want to yeah. get the out. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Right. If, if you believe you can steal the base. Now, if you can't steal the base, then the bunt has to become a part of what you're doing. Right. The only the other part of that is like, and again, we got to just mention Amity because what they have done, we know that North Haven sacrifice bunts all the time and they do it really well. But what Amity, what makes them special and why they won all their titles in a row is because every guy in the lineup is prepared to execute a bunt for a base hit He's at least ready to show it, and that skill set is different than just being able to sacrifice bunt. Right. And we're trying to move our players there, yeah. So that I, I listened to Sal about this. Those are the things that win him the tough games. Yeah, is having his players handle the bat so well, and that's where we're you know trying to get to. Right. You're talking about bunting more for base hits than yeah. than bunting for sacrifice. It's, yeah. it's handling the bat. Yeah. It's handling it's, it's handling the bat for sacrifice for bunt for base hit and to be able to hit and run the right way. And it's the threat that it yes. puts in your mind, exactly. right? Yeah. Well, right, because now instead of having a guy in second with one out, you could have guys on first and second, no outs. Right, right, sure. And adjust your defense. Right. You know, you're always pulling that third baseman in. It limits his range. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to do rapid fire? Think yeah, we wind up. You got anything left? Or no, I'm good. Do let's, rapid fire? let's do now rapid coach, fire. Now, Coach Borelli has been a part of rapid fire before. I heard it. I heard it. I was laughing for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that might be our best rapid fire ever. I, but I wasn't rapid firing. I had to like think about it for a couple of minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. What, were you swearing again or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I'm going to ask a question. It's not going to be as fast. You guys all three will take a turn answering it. No. We'll yes. have a little fun. Um... Right, so right off the bat, who's going to win the SEC title this season other than your team? Who wants to go first? Who has the best chance to win? Yeah, who has the best chance yeah. to win other than your own team? You can't pick your own team. I'm, I'm going to go, I, just because we just got beat by him, I'm going to go Amity. That just hurt Mike. <laughs> I think it's I, th- all good. I thought Travis was going to pick Cheshire and then and then no, Mike was going to pick Hand. That just hurt him. It's all good. Listen, we're not in it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win it, but I'm going to enjoy watching it. Absolutely, Mike. What do you got? I'll go Hand. Oh, that was nice. I'll Travis, go Hand. Do you want? Do you want to change your answer? No, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to be pressured into change. This is a, this is a psychological warfare. He's keeping it real. He's keeping it real. Um, I'm right. trying to give him an SEC uh, title. So. <laughs> we're, we're hoping that Mike's first year experience might set him back a bit. <laughs> Who is uh, the most underrated player in the SEC? It's a tough one. It's a tough question. It'd be nice if we had some choices. We should have given some choices. Yeah, the thing that makes it hard is we, we haven't we don't see every see, every don't team. See every yeah, team. yeah. Part of the listen, I'll give you a guy. I don't know his name though, and this is terrible. <laughs> a team. Of what about a team? Say this, but he plays first base and he's a pitcher at Shelton. Okay, I think I know. Exactly and he's a sophomore, and the kid can play baseball. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I don't know his That's name. Is that Steele? Yes, yes. Steele. Yes. His last name is Steele, and we've played them twice, and he's a great kid. That kid can play baseball. <laughs> yeah, he's a big lefty hitter. We haven't he, seen a pitch, but he's great on the he, mound. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think he flies under the radar a little bit in our league right now. All right. Good to know for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most underrated team in the SEC? 
These are tough, Pete. Well, I'm gonna go. I'll go That's back to tough. my answer of, of I think Guilford's playing. Uh, you know, arguably, you know, the best baseball right now with Cheshire. Yeah. No love for my guys over at Wilbercross. <laughs> I haven't seen I them haven't yet. Seen I wish yeah, I saw them. You guys haven't played. No one's played them. Haven't seen them. You guys haven't played them either. No, no, no. one played them. Oh. We haven't. They played. But I'm going homer on this. I think the Hamden Green Dragons are the most underrated I like that team pick. in the That's a good pick. right now. That's a good pick. That's fair. I know we're not playing real good baseball right now, but I think we're good. Well, hey, well, Chris, can, Chris's team, they, they they pitch and they play real good defense, and that gives you a shot to win any game. You're in a and line. And we've you're had two tough games. games with them. Yeah. We, we, so we, we so battle. Bad, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'll give that one to you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right, Travis, this one's for you. Uh, you're a West Haven guy, right? Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, yeah. Scale of one to tens of parties. Oh my! This is so funny <laughs> because I was so close. So I don't. I've never had zoo parties. Wait, you, right? you grew up. How in the hell did you grow up in West Haven and never been to zoo because parties? Because I, because I, I grew up on the other side of town. It was all about Tom and Pat's. Ah, uh, <laughs> you, you don't and, switch. You and don't I love, I love that little guy from Little Caesars. So I always wanted Little Caesars. And oh, oh, but also Pizza Hut was like my favorite. Yeah. But anyway, so yesterday I was about to order zoo parties for the first time. And um, I didn't. I was. It was too far of a drive for me at that time. But I'm gonna do it this weekend. All right, you gotta do it. I've had it once. Uh, recommendation of Eric Boganecki from West Haven. It yeah. was awesome. I'm we definitely gonna get it. Pod. He was like yelling at me. Do you like it better than New Haven Pizza? No. no. Modern all day. Nothing else. Okay. Uh, modern's the best. All right. Well, we got trivia, so we have a couple more questions, <laughs> and then we're gonna let trivia go. All right. All right. Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne at the end of next week's episode of Game of Thrones? I got to tell you, Pete, I don't watch it. What? You guys don't watch Game of Thrones? Well, I have to say, though, I, I don't either, but uh, Phoenix Billings just changed his walk-up song to the Game of Thrones, and it was unbelievable. Like, like it was so cool. I like that. You watch Game of Thrones? Who do you, who do you think? I got, I got Sansa. I got Sansa. Sansa's my girl. She's my queen. Yeah. I just want to know how it's going to end. Yeah. I think it's going to be a sword fight at the end. I hope so, because yeah. it's kind of been a little disappointing. Jon Snow is going to uh, have to fight somebody. Who's, huh? the, who's, the, who's the dragon queen? Daenerys. Danny. She went bad last week, man. Dude, she's she got annihilated. A, she's got a dragon. I know. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, doesn't that? Left. She's got one left. It's all about the dragon. That's right. What it's is, all about the dragon. What happened to the other two? Uh, they, they died. Got killed. How do, you, how, how, do you, how do you kill a dragon? Well, with, White Walker got him. It's a long story. Yeah, whole story. <laughs> probably directed for the people that didn't it see the javelin. Yes, I'm going. Alert. I'm going to go with the girl that's got the dragon. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, are you guys? Do you guys like pie or do you guys like cake? <laughs> I'm a pie guy. I love. I do not like pie. I like cake. I love eating pie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. I, I love all animals but dogs. Yeah. All right, perfect. And then <clears throat> the last one. Favorite bagel. Favorite bagel. Everything. The cheddar, like the Asagio cheddar. Ooh. I'm an everything bagel guy with cream cheese. That's that's the right answer right there. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we could put cream cheese on it. <laughs> You didn't see we had yeah, a massage. I actually get my bagels in Cheshire. Ooh, Where? At, um, where at you Chef's? Go? At oh, Chef's? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I go oh, there my, for my goodness. Breakfast. You can't beat those bagels. Oh, no. You got to go to Chef's now. Yeah, I guess you're You got to go to Chef's for a bagel. I live down the block, so. Hey, and go to Pops for pizza. Ooh, okay. Hey, uh, Pete, I got to throw a shout out. Okay, who are we shouting out? To the guy that owns my Twitter account. Luke that does a wonderful job. On it every single day, and I know you know him. I love Luke. Luke is a fantastic guy. 
And I got to say, I think, I don't know, can't say this for sure, just based on everything that I've seen, I think Hamden High School Baseball has the best Twitter account in the state of Connecticut. Ooh, I think that might be true. I think that might be true because Hamden, Luke does an unbelievable job with the graphics, the lineups. He's got averages. They got headshots. Hand is on Instagram, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's our first year, too, so, we're, hey, we're up and coming. They are. Hand is on. Cheshire is nowhere to be found on so social media. My man, my man, Luke. I guess I got to do my homework. He kills it. <laughs> if you need any help, you just let me know. I didn't know I was supposed to bring hats for the guys, too. So <laughs> <laughs> next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Well, you guys got a busy week coming up, and we got uh, SECs and the state tournament around the block, so it should be a fun uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah, we want to thank uh, Chris Borelli, Travis LaPointe, and Mike Lucere for coming on with us. We want to thank Eli's and Orange for having us. We want to thank Tom Hanley for setting all this thank up. Thank you, Tom. This Thanks, Tom. really, really fun. Uh, I'm going to dig into some more of this food right now. For Pete, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week. Later.